0: Are you ready to learn a simple yet effective strategy that can help you and your clients self-regulate? In today's episode, we move deeper into EFT, or known as emotional freedom technique. You'll get to learn a tapping technique that you can apply right away. Let's dive in. This is Holistic Counseling, the podcast for mental health therapists who want to deepen their knowledge of holistic modalities and build their practice with confidence. I'm your host, Chris McDonald, Licensed Therapist. I am so glad you're here for the journey. Welcome to today's episode of the Holistic Counseling Podcast. There are many holistic modalities out there, and sometimes it can be difficult to find one that you can really connect with that gives you the positive outcome you're looking for. I am welcoming back today, Drea Bloom, who was in Episode 87, Simple Techniques for Using Tarot Cards in Sessions. She's here to talk about the benefits of EFT, and you'll be giving the opportunity to learn a tapping technique. A fun fact about Drea is she has lived in Japan, Thailand, Australia, and Hawaii for extended periods of time. Welcome back to the podcast, Drea. Oh,
1: Chris, thank you so much for having me on again. I'm really grateful to be here. Thank you.
0: Can you tell my listeners more about yourself and your work? Yeah, sure thing. So I've
1: been a therapist for about twenty years, and in my prior life, yes, I was an English teacher, and I was very lucky to spend lots of time in places like Thailand, you know, Japan, Australia, and so I exciting. Just wanted- oh my gosh, it was, you know, traveling really opens you up to all sorts of things. And I feel very blessed that I I had that part of my life. But uh, my ex-wife got a job in Roanoke, Virginia, in southwest, southwest, deep southwest Virginia. And that's what brought me kind of down to earth in terms of really settling into a new kind of life. And yeah, became a, a clinical social worker, just loving therapy. And I'm teaching as an adjunct, so teaching psychology and social work at a local community college for many years. And uh, I mean, I've recently moved here to Durham in North Carolina. And I've, I don't know, I feel like I'm this patchwork because I was always jealous of my ex-wife having summers off as a professor. And I thought, you know, how do I create a social work career where I have some flexibility with my schedule? So I just pieced together a whole bunch of kind of part-timey sorts of things. So my therapist practice was part-time and teaching was part-time and I worked in psych hospitals part-time and did some management work part-time as well. I um, kind of ran the, the gamut of kind of things you can do as a social worker and as a therapist. But I I certainly learned a lot. And and one of those things was emotional freedom technique, EFT. I know people sometimes get confused when they hear EFT because they think emotionally focused therapy, right? The marriage thing. I'm like, no, it's
0: too bad. I've gotten that confused too, I must admit. Because I was like, is that EFT tapping together?
1: (laughs) I know, right? Like what's going on there? Yeah, but EFT... I um and I know we'll we'll talk more about that, but I just have to say that actually I I started learning tarot pretty much. Gosh, I known EFT even before that. I wow. think it's been yeah, like right when I moved to Roanoke, I met a woman. I know we're jumping in, but I just have to say it. I I've always been really into anything holistic. And yeah. one of the first people we met, she's like, I think you would like this. I said, What? She said, well, you know, I've been going through, um, she had breast cancer and and Lyme disease, but she was very holistic and she was working with a a doctor based out of Germany. And, you know, the Germans are very progressive when it comes to holistic health. And she said, there's this cool acupressure technique I think you'd love and here it is. And as soon as she showed it to me, I was like, whoa, this is really awesome. And I, I fell in love with it and I did a deep dive and, you know, here I am. Again, probably a little over twenty years later and it, it really is something I'm you know, I'm passionate about tarot, certainly, but I'm I'm absolutely equally as passionate about this tapping thing.
0: This tapping thing. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I can tell you're passionate because I know we've had conversations and and I know I've asked some things like in Facebook groups and you're like, try EFT. <laughs> right? yes, right. you can tap on anything. Yes. Tap on anything. So let's rewind a bit. So let's go to the beginning. So what is EFT? And how long has it been around?
1: Sure. Great question. So emotional freedom technique is what we would call a psychosensory modality. So it's combining uh, tapping on acupressure points. So these are actual acupuncture points that we're tapping on. But there's also a psychological component in terms of affirmations, phrases, uh, exposure. And I'll talk more about kind of what that is what that actually looks like and sounds like. But all that to say, the roots of EFT, it's kind of interesting. It comes out of kinesiology and Western, with China opening up in a in the nineteen seventies and Westerners learning more about acupuncture, there were some Western psychologists who were very interested in the psychological aspects of acupuncture, of Chinese medicine. And what what are the relationships between psychological states such as anxiety and depression and trauma? What's the relationship between psychology and then the energy meridians that run through our body? Chinese medicine is based on energy. And then also connections with muscles as well. How are muscles impacted by energetic work as well as by the emotions? And so through the 70s and into the 80s, you had different psychologists combining Chinese medicine theory with Western psychology, uh, but it it wasn't until and and this is the problem with EFT. This is why we're all doing EMDR, not all of us, right? But you know what why why did EMDR kind of become? Such such a an important part of, of kind of the toolbox when it comes to trauma and emotional freedom technique didn't when I can tell you having been trained in EMDR that they're very in terms of the secret sauce why does EMDR work it's very similar to why EFT works the thing that happened though unlike Francine Shapiro uh, the gentleman who created the protocol of emotional freedom technique uh, a guy named Gary Craig who was studying under a psychologist. This guy was really into holistic health and psychology. And so even though he wasn't practicing as a counselor, he was studying with one, this guy's technique. And Gary Craig as an engineer thought, you know, what I'm learning, I could actually simplify and make it more user-friendly. So he developed his own technique, which he called emotional freedom technique. But because he wasn't a mental health practitioner, he said, you know what? And this was like in, I want to say 1990, I believe, or so, or maybe 1985. Oh, I forget offhand. But around that time, I want to say maybe 1990, he said, I am going to give this away for free. I am going to publicize this. And he, he created training videos using DVD <laughs> technology. <Wow. laughs> Yeah, but he gave it away for free. And because of that, it really kind of bypassed the whole scientific rigor sort of thing. If you think about EMDR and, and you know, wanting to facilitate science, like tests, basically, uh, scientific studies, you know, to to support the use of something like EMDR, let's say, even though, again, we're not really sure why does EMDR work? Um, you know, what is going on when we're moving bilateral stimulation? Because Gary Craig released it into the world, you had a a lot of coaches, life coaches, health coaches who were using it. It just became a Wild West. And so even though it's very, very effective, I think it hurt the legit, and I hate to say this, but it Uh, it hurt the legitimacy that he gave it away for free because then anybody could just say, hey, I'm I'm an EFT coach or I do EFT and they didn't have, like, that's why EMDR is beautiful because EMDR has this incredible protocol. That you learn for client safety, you know, in terms of working with trauma, and typical EFT training didn't have any of that. It was just, hey, in five minutes, I can teach you how to do this. And so for a long time, it was considered. And I, I know you asked me before we went on the air about EFT being a pseudoscience.
0: Yeah, that was interesting. So before we hit record, I, I wanted to let you yeah. know that I was just researching a little bit online, and and this, and I came across a lot of articles about saying. Um, This is pseudoscience. This isn't real, and this is all. um, What was it? Placebo effect. Yeah, it's fascinating. People say the same things about acupuncture.
1: Yes. You know, when when you start to look at you know the skeptics, people who are you know we're only going to use things that are quote right yeah evidence based
0: quote scientific.
1: Quote scientific. There's so many right. issues. We could probably have a whole
0: that could be that's a whole other episode. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, the problem with evidence based quote. And if anyone listening is is a fan of evidence based, I apologize i don't i don't mean to offend but you know there's a whole body of research that really dismantles the notion of anything psychological in terms of a modality being evidence based that's just not how things work and even cbt trials you know the majority of them you've got f- efficacy of you know 30% and so saying that kind of behavioral therapy is a gold standard and we should use it with everyone, well, it's working for three out of seven people. And so it's evidence-based for 30%. What about the other 70%, right? It's not certainly effective for them. Exactly. Yeah. So the thing about EFT is it looks weird. You know, you're tapping on these points and I can talk more about, again, exactly what we do, but you're tapping on these points and you're saying these things. And so, yeah, it looks a bit strange. And it's it's easy to say, well, that's just, that's a whole bunch of baloney. But what's interesting is it actually does work. And so because it does work, certainly... In recent years, there actually have been. Again, even though I'm a critic of you know scientific studies because it's so impossible to really carry them out appropriately with anything psychologically based, just because that's not how humans work. You can't control for so many aspects that impact whether a psychological technique is going to work or not. But you know we are finding though, according to these scientific you know studies, that yes, EFT is just as effective for you know the same percentages of people that CBT uh, is effective for when it comes to anxiety and depression. So, so emotional freedom technique is considered to be an evidence-based practice today. But for a long time, it wasn't because it was kind of weird. And, you know, it's, it's why does acupressure work? Why does acupuncture work? Because you're impacting the energy system of the body and people get all uptight about that. But I can certainly tell you as someone who's used EFT themselves, I, you know, it, it certainly has helped me and it's helped members of my family and helped many, many clients. And so when people say, oh, it's, it's just pseudoscience, it makes me sad or that's a placebo effect because, you know, just because we don't understand something doesn't mean it's not legitimate or ju- just because we don't have evidence for it working on a scientific level, you know, something that we can explain scientifically doesn't mean that it's it's actually not a thing, right? Exactly. Oh, I hate, yeah, these pseudoscience people, they they just, they like being a sourpuss and raining on people's yes. parades. And
0: there's a lot of that out there, especially people that are more on the scientific mind, I guess, more analytical. And and you're right, it, it could look weird if somebody's tapping <laughs> and yes. saying these things out loud. Yeah. And for somebody that I'm just trying to think of somebody like in my family who would be like, oh my gosh, what is that? Why are you doing that? It's a bunch of crap, right?
1: Yeah, but you know, thing, things like exposure therapy, which is certainly, you know, when I think about prolonged exposure therapy, which is a gold standard for trauma, like in the in the veterans hospital system, you know, that that's just as likely to traumatize someone as to help them. Right. You know, so so when people talk to me about, well, I'm only going to use things that are scientifically supported, you know, like CBT or like exposure therapy, I'm like, you know, again, what what is that? what does that really mean? If it's Even if it's a 50% efficacy rate, that means half the people you see it is not going to work and, and it could even traumatize them. And so, you know, being wedded to, well, something has to be proven. Again, we, we could, you know, I could go on forever just yeah. in terms of it's a lot of what people believe to be, you know, evidence-based actually, um, when you read the studies um, and when you read the critiques of, you know, how do you even create scientific studies measuring psychological outcomes? It's really very complicated. You know, it's not as simple as, oh, yeah, CBT is a gold standard because it works. And so you should use it with everybody. It's just way more complex.
0: So I know you mentioned some of the personal benefits and some with the clients. Can you share more details about what are the benefits?
1: Oh, my God. And so this will help people understand if you're not familiar with EFT a bit of in terms of what it entails because this is why I love it. So the thing that's been most helpful for me personally and professionally when it comes to emotional freedom technique is the affirmation part. Because basically, the way that it's really split into two parts. The first part, you're tapping on on the side of your palm if you would imagine karate chopping a piece of wood. And so your palm is there's is sideways. And it's, so your thumb is up. Again, just imagine doing a karate chop. And right under your pinky, if you look at your palm, there should be a line. If you were going to read your palm, there should be a line that runs across your palm, right to your pinky. And so under your pinky, it's the side of your palm, the side of your hand, and the bottom if you were going to karate chop something. Uh, there's a point there. So we tap on that point and we're focusing on what is bothering us. And again, I think EFT was ahead of its time because this whole idea of, again, this goes with, with EMDR, focusing on what the distress is, creating a sense of hyper arousal, and at the same time, creating a sense of hypoarousal, relaxation. And so we're doing that with EFT. So Chris, for example, if you were feeling stressed or anxious, I would say, please focus on what is stressing you out. And at the same time, tapping on that point at the bottom of your, on the side of your palm. But the cool thing is there's going to be an affirmation. And that affirmation is even though, and whatever the problem is. So even though I'm feeling really stressed right now, I love and accept myself. Now, for me, it's really important because think how often we tell ourselves that we love and accept ourselves. It's not not very often. Not very often, yeah. Yeah, and so I think that often we are stewing in what's bothering us, which is natural, right? I'm upset, you know, I'm angry, I'm angry at another person, I'm angry at myself, or I'm sad. Or judging ourselves. Judging, oh my gosh, all these things, And so we're marinating in this negativity. And again, it's, you know, it's what we're feeling, it's what's coming up for us, so it's legitimate. But certain things are not legitimate in terms of if we're, you know, and that's where I like CBT. If I'm telling myself I'm a loser, it's like, yeah, am I really, right? So maybe that is a, a message that needs to be addressed. But the thing is, if in the moment I'm feeling a certain way, when we do EFT, we're staying in that moment, right? I'm not asking you to feel differently. I'm asking you just feel what you're feeling, but same time you're tapping on this point, And you're also telling yourself, right, at the same time that I'm just feeling awful right now, I accept myself. I love myself. And to me, that message, because we don't often get it, is very, very important, right? It's letting our subconscious and consciousness know, hey, you're okay right where you are in this moment. It's okay that you're feeling what you're feeling. And the cool thing is, I do have plenty of clients who have very low self-esteem and they cannot tell themselves that they love and accept themselves, which is fine. In that case, we simply switch the affirmation to that's okay. So even though I'm really upset with myself right now, that's okay. So we're validating what We're feeling, which again, I think is really, really important because if we're distressed, we don't want to feel that way, right? It's like, oh, I you know, like I hate that I'm feeling this way. I don't want to feel this way. This affirmation gives us the opportunity to really honor where we are. It gives us something to do with what is coming up. Because the third option, and again, this is just the first half of EFT, but so we're tapping on that point on the side of our palm, but you could also just do a choice, like. How would I like to feel? So even though I'm feeling really stressed right now, I choose to remember that I'm going to land on my feet, for example. So something affirming. Yeah, um, like that. Yeah. So that's the first part. So I don't know if you have any questions or thoughts, but for me, that the verbal part of this, I think, especially for clients who have a hard time saying they love and accept themselves, you can say, and while tapping, even though I... I don't like myself, or even though I'm having a hard time telling myself, I love and accept myself, you know, that it, it's okay that I'm feeling this way. Or maybe I I choose to believe that I can learn to love and accept myself, even though I don't right now. I hope that maybe in the future I can, like you can, you can play with that language. So it's
0: really meeting them where they're at.
1: Yes, exactly. Exactly. So that to me is a big, piece of it. And then the second half, again, you're continuing to focus on what's bothering you. And uh, it just is as a word or a phrase. So, uh, you know, I'm going to just focus on, let's say, feeling stressed or, or angry at, at, at my friend for what they did or, or pissed off because that driver cut me off. So, you know, feeling pissed. And then we tap on a series of points Starting at the top of the head, moving to our eyebrows, and then our temples, under the eyes, under the nose, under the bottom lip, and then two points on your chest, right under your clavicle. You're focusing on what's bothering you while engaging in bilateral stimulation, right? While basically stimulating these acupuncture points, so getting energy moving. Uh, But even if you don't believe in Chinese medicine, we're still engaged in bilateral stimulation, which means we're sending signals to the body that. We're safe, and and like I said before,
0: and that's used in EMDR too, right? That's the the thing that's secret—that's funny, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. And I don't know about brain spotting, but what I think is interesting is that EFT and EMDR kind of have this very similar motor, right? How do we get relief? Well, we focus on, again, creating the state of of hyperarousal, right? We're going to focus on what's bothering us, but at the same time, in EMDR, bilateral stimulation, create hypoarousal, EFT does the same thing. And I think what we've discovered that's beautiful about the human organism is that when you have those two states at the same time, the state of hypoarousal basically overlays, it like pulls the rug out from the distress state. And, and it's it's paradoxical because, well, oh, why do I want to focus on what's bothering me? Well, because that's how you actually get rid of it, you know, as long as you're creating a state of hypoarousal at the same time. And that's what EFT does. Yes, yeah, it sounds powerful. It is. It, and I'll tell you why. What I think is really powerful, you're free associating. And when you free associate, all sorts of things come up that ordinarily wouldn't. And I'll t- and I know I feel like I know I've been going on and on, but I feel like, oh my gosh, EST is so cool. And I I wish everyone knew about it. But um, like if if you said to me, you know, Drea, I'm really stressed right now, and I would say, okay, w- let's start tapping. What are you stressed about? And then I would say, as you're doing this tapping, if other emotions are coming up as you're tapping, just switch your language to those things. So you might start with, you know, even though I'm stressed right now, that's okay. And you know, actually, I'm kind of I'm afraid. I'm afraid I'm 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 going to be overwhelmed, and this is making me it's making me anxious. But it's also making me sad because I don't want to feel this way. And so, while you're just speaking out loud what's coming up and tapping, all of this information that ordinarily you you wouldn't be connected to is coming up because you're giving it the opportunity to. And that's so you're getting to really core emotions, the things that are driving, let's say, the stress or anxiety or depression. And so um, that to me is worth its weight in gold.
0: Yeah. So it sounds like it's flexible, too. So if other emotions come up, you can work on that.
1: Yes. Yes. So the beautiful thing about it is that you are, are truly following intuitively, right, what is asking for your attention, and, uh, and what I like about, it, again, I'm trained in EMDR, but, you know, my client, if they can't do EMDR at home alone, I mean, they could do a butterfly hug or, you know, we're going to teach them things that they can do at home. But uh, typically you're doing EMDR in session. EFT is something I can teach a client very quickly. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's simple, it, it's very profound, but simple. And so if they wake up at three in the morning and they can't go back to sleep and they're just stewing, they can actually do something about it. Right, they they can literally just start tapping, uh, even though I I can't get my my mind to stop racing, and I I, I hate that I cannot go back to sleep. That's okay. Yeah, well, I love and accept myself. And then, well, what's on my mind? And you know, I would tell them if if you wake up, just go there. What what is making you? Uh, what is preventing you from falling back asleep? Just in your head or out loud, you know, describe it as you're tapping. That way you don't have to feel powerless, right? There's actually something that you can do while feeling distressed.
0: Empowerment, isn't it? And that's the same with brain spotting because there's practices you can do at home too. I I just love that so much that it's not just limited to sessions.
1: Uh, Isn't that cool? And I wonder in brain spotting, like like if you're worried you're going to have a panic attack and then that kind of creates this vicious cycle, right? Worrying about panic attack facilitates it, right?
0: Yeah. Are, are exactly. in oh, yeah. That? You can learn what's called self-spotting. We use what's called a resource spot with your visual field, and again, oh, that's a whole nice. other. <laughs> we have another episode on that in the holistic counseling podcast. But, uh, but also using um, brain spotting music, we call it bilateral stimulation. So that's music <gasps> yeah, goes from yeah. one ear to the other, and it's on Spotify by David Grand. So. And I tell clients they can just listen to that without having a a brain spot. We call those any of those resource spot. They can just listen to it and it helps your brain process.
1: That is so cool. I love it.
0: That's why I love it so much too.
1: (laughs) Oh, it's empowering.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's really helpful that this could be used anywhere. And it sounds like for any kinds of issues.
1: Well, I'll tell you, and that's the thing, you know, for, I'll give you an example and it's an example I use often, but it. To me, it was very profound. I mean, my um, I remember when my, my daughter, she was young, maybe six or seven years old, and we were at a hotel and we were swimming and she swallowed some water and, you know, she was really scared and um, she got out of the pool, but she was really upset. And, you know, normally we might say, well, you're okay now. You're okay. Everything's fine. But she wasn't fine. You know, she was still upset. She was still scared. She was still anxious. And what I loved was I had the ability in that moment to validate what she was feeling, but also to introduce a competing feeling of calm. So I I could, you know, I could take her hand and gently tap myself on that point for her. Say, so, yeah, um, e- even though, because she was just distraught. So I could say, yeah, even though you're feeling awful right now, or even though you're really scared and th- that was really scary, that's okay. It's okay. It's okay that you're feeling that way. Or, I, and you don't even have to, because by doing the tapping, you're still sending signals to the body that you're safe. So you don't even have to complete that thought. Just, yeah, this is really scary. So honoring the distress, that's yeah, really scary. That was awful.
0: So that's like validating yourself in some way too.
1: Yeah. Oh, exactly. It's this total validation, and I I remember feeling so grateful because then I was gently tapping on the points on her face. You know that in that moment, right? Telling her everything is you know you're okay. You know everything is fine. You know that was a lie. You know she was still very upset. So I, I appreciated having a modality that I could use in the moment uh, that would help kind of recalibrate her. And so when it comes to EFT. Anything that causes distress can be addressed using EFT. And so not only emotional things, uh, it can be anything physical as well. You know, we we know that the majority of physical issues are, if not caused, they are exacerbated by stress.
0: Yeah. What about chronic pain?
1: On especially chronic pain, Uh, and so having the ability to impact your, you know, to activate your parasympathetic nervous system. And the thing about chronic pain, especially if you if you consider all the messages we tell ourselves, like "Oh, I wish this weren't happening," or "I hate my body," or "How could my body have betrayed me like this?" So there's all of this negative messaging, which makes sense. It's it's. I mean, of course, it's legitimate, but it all all it does is activate the sympathetic nervous system, right? And make things yes. worse and cause inflammation. So, EFT is great for chronic pain because you can articulate all of that distress, right? You can start tapping saying, "Oh, I I just I I'm I hate that this is happening or I'm really sad because I can't do the things that I used to do anymore and I'm feeling lonely and isolated." And because you're articulating it out loud or in your head, but also activating parasympathetic nervous system, you know, you're changing your relationship with that. And that's going to change your relationship with the with the pain, right? It's kind of, the, it's the cliche, but it's true, you know, pain versus yes. suffering. So yes, EFT is perfect to avoid marinating in that kind of, um, you know, what's associated with chronic pain, a lot of that negative messaging that we're giving
0: ourselves. So would it be with chronic pain to say that, but I'm okay, or I love and accept myself? Well, that's I'm, I'm
1: sad and yeah, cuz you can feel both. You know, I think with chronic pain, you know, if, if you were my client, I would want to honor your losses that chronic pain you know, have brought to your life, but also is it true that nothing else is working though? So what parts of your body are functioning that you can be grateful for? And then we can combine that in the affirmation. We can start tapping. And say, you know, even though I'm really sad and and angry at what I've experienced with this chronic pain, at the same time, I'm grateful that I can uh, still hear because I do love music. And so that, you know, that is a part of my body that that is working, that I appreciate. And so articulating that while tapping, just like an EMDR where you kind of set things in belief system wise, through bilateral stimulation, you're doing the same thing with EFT. And so as you're saying those things, they become more real in terms yeah. of, yeah, this does suck. But there's this other stuff going on that now, now that I'm paying attention to it and tapping on it, it's, it's more resonant now. Like, yeah, I can hear. And I do appreciate the fact that I still can have music in my life.
0: I appreciate that because I have chronic pains. <laughs> That's why I'm asking questions. Tell me, okay, well, this is, listen, I want
1: to tell me, I, if you don't mind, like, I want to okay. make you
0: comfortable. We we can do a little
1: EFT something together. Okay. I'm putting you on the spot, I know, but it's okay. it's I'm a big believer. It might help. And listeners, you can practice along. Yeah. Do you, and, and you don't have to, if you just think, and I, for listeners too, I mean, think about anything. Yes that is causing any amount of distress and and usually in EFT we do start out kind of like EMDR you know we we want to get a baseline so from 0 to 10 0 means you're doing great 10 means your distress is off the charts so you know if there is something that's on your mind or bothering you or again Chris mentioned chronic pain you know if you can measure it give it a number and before I start, let me just say the other amazing piece of EFT is you can use it on memories and Ooh. anticipatory anxiety. Yes. So if you if you have a memory and when you remember something, it makes you feel upset, you can tap on it. And, and this is memory reconsolidation. A lot of research is done on this. So for example, if I said, you know, I, when I think about my dad yelling at me 30 years ago or 40 years ago, you know, I still, ugh, still makes me angry. You can actually tap even though. I'm still really angry and I, I, I feel it. I feel it in my chest. When I, I remember that time, I choose to, you know, whatever, right? I choose to release the anger or it's okay, or I love and accept myself. And with memory reconsolidation, again, bringing up the distress same time, state of relaxation. What we know is when when we activate that memory, it's in play, it's labile. That's what the research shows. And so when you have a competing state like relaxation, uh, it actually is going to overlay the emotional state associated with that memory. And so it's not, it's going to lose its power, which is so beautiful. Cool. It's a, yeah. So I, I encourage people and that's why you can do it with trauma work. So if there's a memory that's still, maybe something happened yesterday and you're still upset about it, you can do that. Um, well, let's
0: go, let's go give it a try and see if listeners can think of an issue okay. for themselves. And then Absolutely. can you walk us through it?
1: Yes, yes. And I appreciate, I know, like I said, I can you I know. when I get going. I know you're
0: passionate.
1: <laughs> no, and I, I, I don't want to keep us, certainly. But think of something, right, that is bothering you. See if you can't give it a number zero to 10. And you do want to focus. I don't want anyone to re-traumatize themselves. So, you know, pick something that's not going to overwhelm you, but something that is bothering you. And we're just breathing. As I said before, you're going to take one of your palms, doesn't matter which one, and you're going to put it in the karate chop position so it's sideways with your pinky facing the floor, right? Your pinky is closest to the floor. And right below your pinky, again, like I said, you should see a line running across your palm and you're just going to follow that until it goes to the side of your palm. That's going to be the acupuncture point, the acupressure point. And so as you start to press or tap, use whatever force feels intuitively right as you're tapping on that point, thinking to yourself, even though it's always the same setup, even though then whatever's bothering you, however you want to articulate it, even though, then the problem, then however you want to finish it, I love and accept myself or... It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay that I'm having these feelings. Or a choice. How would you like to feel? What would you, maybe even though I'm I'm feeling stressed, I choose to release the stress or I choose to remember what's going well in my life. So doing that for about three or four rounds. So I'm going to be quiet. Give you the chance to tap on that. And if other emotions come up, just follow them. Just, yeah, even though I'm feeling this now, that's okay. Yeah, notice if other things come up for you, just follow them. And then whenever you're ready, hands on your lap or by your side. Taking some nice breaths. Kind of noticing, well, how do you feel in this moment? We're halfway there. And now, summing up what's bothering you in a word or a short phrase, and either saying it out loud or thinking it in your head, and this is why EFT is a little odd, right? I'm going to ask you to tap the top of your head, either with one hand or both hands, but you're going to use your fingers at the very top of your head, gently tapping, focusing on what's bothering you. And then you're going to move to where your eyebrows begin, by the bridge of your nose. And you're going to tap on those, those two points, right at your eyebrows, right where they begin, and focusing on what's causing distress. Then you're going to move to your temples, where your eyebrows end. And again, focusing on what's bothering you. If anything different is coming up, just follow that. Gently tapping. Now you're gonna move under your eyes, right on the eye socket, but right below your eyeball, right on the bone of your eye socket. So it's almost like you've made a circle. Again, you're focusing on what's bothering you and gently tapping. And whenever you're ready, you're going to move to under your nose, that little indentation known as the philtrum. Gently tapping on that. And whenever you're ready, under your bottom lip. So above your chin, but under your bottom lip. Just noticing how you feel. And then finally call this the collarbone point. If you find the notch in your sternum, right? There should be the middle of your collarbone. We call that the sternal notch, right? The top of your chest. And you find that notch in the center, right? Of your, your collarbone. And you drop down one inch and over one inch on each side. So just gently thumping, I usually use two or three or sometimes even four fingers. So it's my upper chest. And again, if if the if your sternal notch is the center, is the middle of your collarbone, you're going to be right off to the side on either side of that sternal notch, just gently thumping. And again, focusing on what's bothering you. And you can thump at the same time or with alternating rhythm, whatever rhythm feels right. I usually alternate almost like I'm drumming. Focusing on what's bothering you. And then whenever you're ready, just putting your hands on your lap or by your side and taking some nice, deep, yet gentle breaths. Just noticing how you're feeling at this point. See what you notice with your body. That number you had assigned before to your distress? Is it? Is it the same? Is it lower? Is it higher? Usually if it's the same or higher, it means that there's something underlying
0: Mine's what you lower. Originally
1: thought. Is it lower? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, you yeah. know what's interesting? So I didn't even know how I felt until you yeah. said, like, what is the emotion? I think you said, and I was like, whoa, wait a second. Where did that anxiety come from?
1: Yeah. I think when we give ourselves the time and the space, things that's they a, come up. Yeah.
0: I'm just checking in with my pain too. I'm like.
1: Yeah. And what I tell people, what's beautiful is that the points always stay the same, but we can change we can experiment and play around with language so you can Ideally, we get to zero or one, so if you're at a four or a three, you know doing another round, but choosing another way to describe what you're feeling or or asking you know what might be an underlying emotion here, but you can experiment very easily with this to get the right uh, verbalizations.
0: I thank you so much for doing this today because I know it's hard on audio to give directions without video too. yeah, well, thanks I, I for hope
1: that. It people's appetites.
0: Yeah. No, I feel great. Thank you. (laughs) I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. You deserve that. This is wonderful, and I hope listeners that you got some positive effect from that too. So, where can listeners find you and learn more about you? Oh,
1: thanks for asking. Uh, DreaBloom.com. Yeah, I've got a website, and I every so often I, I I do trainings in emotional freedom technique. I've got one coming up in several weeks, actually. But any trainings that I have will be on my Drea Bloom. Dot com site and uh, yeah, it's a good way to keep up to date with what I've got going on.
0: Well, thanks so much for coming back on the podcast, Drea. Oh my gosh, Chris, thank you for for letting
1: me again go on and on. I, yes, I realize this I'm, is great. Oh
0: my gosh. A lot of great information.
1: Oh, thank you. I do feel strongly. I feel it. It, it is very, very simple, and it, it it really is a type of emotional first aid. And you can do it. I don't care how young a, yes. a, a child is, right? It's it's good for any age. And I, I do feel that you know because it's available and you can learn it for free on YouTube. I, I do just Accessible. feel that everyone should yeah. have access.
0: And thank you for tuning in today to another episode of the Holistic Counseling Podcast. Do you struggle with making yourself a priority? In my webinar series, Holistic Self-Care Boundaries for Therapists, you will learn how to set emotional, physical, and energetic boundaries, as well as some hands-on skills to help you stay grounded. Check it out at HolisticCounselingPodcast.com forward slash holistic dash webinars. And thank you so much for tuning in today. And I send each one of you much light and love. Until next time, take care. Thanks for being here and listening to this episode. Do you struggle to find time for self-care and end up at the bottom of your to-do list? My one-hour webinar, Holistic Self-Care Boundaries for Therapists, is for you. Learn how to show up for yourself and set emotional, physical, and energetic boundaries. Check it out today at holisticcounselingpodcast.com forward slash holistic dash webinars.